0: cannibalizing the canon kind of but it's a cannibal review because we do this sometimes every other week but not guaranteed but it's we're doing one now yay yay,
1: yay! <laughs> uh
0: i am glaive slash danny slash whatever the heck you want to call me
2: and i am v slash fella slash rin slash oh hey it's a it's a cannibal kind of review
0: la dee da i know right
2: it's getting fancy
0: and we're here to 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 clean up the other half of the thing we did before, where we talk about what if a little bit more, um, part two. Yep, because
2: there's been another bunch, one, two, three, four, five episodes. We're good at
0: numbers here. <laughs> great
2: at numbers. Okay, um, you have an excuse. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's been another five episodes since we last talked about what if. Uh, it, the season is now done, dusted,
1: it's all wrapped.
0: All um, in all, if you had to give your like rough estimation of what you thought of what if as a total entirety of a being, what would you say? I hate number rankings. You know, I hate number rankings, so don't give me a number ranking.
2: I'm not. I wasn't going to give you a number ranking because <laughs> I know you hate number rankings. Yeah. Um. Overall enjoyment wise i i enjoyed it like but i accept that like i'm not looking for like something like you know massive in terms of like quality like i am easily amused i'm easily Mm -hmm. entertained like you throw throw the fan favorites at me and i'm happy kind of thing and and i for what we got i enjoyed it i thought it was a Bold, different direction to take. Mm-hmm. All in all, um I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. There were certain bits that I didn't enjoy as much, and like, we'll probably get into little bits of that. But like, yeah, it was fun. Just
0: a wee bit. Yeah, I uh, uh, I mostly agree. Yeah, I think that Marvel's first foray into animation for the MCU pretty good um i can see room for improvement i can see where they can go fantastic they're walking so others can run <laughs> um they are entirely too dependent on what this i i'm pretty sure it's not rotoscoped but like this this rotoscope-esque style they're going for mm-hmm. the best episodes are the ones that they couldn't lean on that for like the, the doctor strange episode specifically, which I'll, uh, I will keep raving on about. Cause that's still my favorite after watching all of them, I think. Um, because Jesus Christ, <laughs> so many colors and and, and shapes. <laughs> and that's, that's all you can ask for, for, for most entertainment. Does it provide um, good colors? Does it provide good shapes? Yeah,
2: basically. Um, can confirm it was not rotoscoped. Um, yeah. um, I know that they uh, apparently originally considered using different styles for each episode.
0: That oh, would have been really interesting. Would
2: have been really good, especially.
0: I mean, like, it, that, that would have t- been
2: kind of a little bit Spider Verse for me in terms no, of like.
0: I disagree. Tying Although up. to send at least one of them would be would have been nice to see something like Spider Verse. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, there's a specific thing I'm thinking of that's a perfect example as to what what if could have been, uh, and that's simply. Star Wars Visions. Yes. Uh, if if Marvel put out the same thing as what Star Wars Visions is, then I'm pretty sure everyone would be rave, losing their minds right now. Going, holy shit!
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, but I just mean in the sense that it would have been Spider Verse in the sense that when they bring all of these individuals together, mm-hmm. that would have been that because it would have been a mix of the different styles. Yeah,
1: yeah. Unless exactly. they
2: they'd done that as a separate
0: thing but yeah. i know. think yeah, but that's that's a superior idea yeah. um it seems like it, the sucky thing of disney being disney and, and not wanting other people to play with their toys although they also want star wars <laughs> but um there's always a tendency with the directors and marvel it's like we have a grand plan and you must follow the plan. If you have any creative differences to us, then we will forbid you and banish you out into the outlands.
2: Yeah. It's, um. um...
0: yeah. I mean, put it this way. Uh, one of my all time favorite uh, directors, filmmakers ever is Edgar Wright.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he was made, he was meant to make Ant-Man. And they just did not think, and I knew, I fucking knew that that Ant-Man movie would have been amazing simply because I know, A, it's Edgar Wright, and B, I knew what he was looking at because he fucking tweeted about it. He was looking at Earth Might as Heroes and the comics and all that, and it's like, yep, 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 you understand what to look for, and you understand what to bring across. So i like, but I I shan't rant about <laughs> Disney silly choices in things that aren't what if <laughs>
2: um but yeah i uh, like for me i'm not gonna lie that animation was part part of why that part of the thing that i didn't enjoy about it mm-hmm. because like we discussed in the first half the in certain scenes like the fact that it like like, the punches didn't follow through and, yep. you know, that kind of stuff. Like, it did make a noticeable difference. I mean, it was it was much easier in terms of, like, uh, the magic aspects and that kind of stuff because you can get away with whatever the fuck with that. Mm-hmm. And I still maintain, hands down, that episode four with Doctor Strange was the best episode.
1: It
0: It was the only one that felt like it could have been its own movie.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you
0: could have just seen that and it was like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. And yeah. that would have been, like, it perfect endpoints, happy, very entertained. Um, All the other ones were a uh, victim to them wanting to do an overarching interconnected universe. And I'm, you know, I'm a fucking comic book nerd. I'm all for it's all connected and all that jazz. But, like not at the sacrifice of your the story you're trying to tell in the first place.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, because then, like, what's the phrase? You need your, your 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 parts to be equal to your sum. Yeah. All the way around. <laughs> uh, and that's not quite something. And because even the other thing that I find confusing, and we'll get into spoilers now in case you haven't... Eh, review at the end of the day is... I enjoyed it. I think yeah. it's very entertaining, and I I would recommend it to other people to, to have a look at. Hell yeah, yeah, I'm not saying it's the best animation. Obviously, Spider Verse is the best animation if you yeah. want to see a superhero movie. Um,
2: yeah, please go and watch Into the Spider Verse because it's fucking good.
0: And and watch the sequel when it comes out because I'm confident that they're going do it again hype
1: for the sequel. Um, hype. But um, but the weird
0: thing I find, and now I'm going to get into spoilers, (laughs) uh, when the finale happens, when you do the whole, like, oh, there's um, Ultron Supreme going around the multiverse and just uh, destroying all life as far as it can
1: go. uh, What do you do after that? What are the stakes? We've already
0: shown that this... Ultron Prime is able to kick Thanos' ass, how do you up the stakes next season? Because there will be a second season. Do you just abandon that model and just try and um, go back down the valley? Or are you going to try and up yourself? Because I don't think you can.
2: Yeah. uh, It's going to be... It's funny. Interesting to see where they take it.
0: Yeah. It's funny because this is the exact same problem that the MCU in general has right now except it took them 10 years <laughs> Whereas yeah, these Saturday, guys did it in
2: a people, season like... yeah they
0: just did it in the season they're like oh we could can... <sighs> who needs to pace themselves
2: <laughs> not us um i mean that I, I feel like that's quite often is a problem that the mcu in general that's has a... is pacing
0: yep definitely um that is a continual problem with their villains in general. If they learn how to pace their villains, they don't have to kill them at the end of every film. If you're already going to make a plan and you know what's going to happen at each step of the way, you can treat this as like a comic book. You don't need to kill Green Goblin the first
1: time he shows up. (laughs) Yep. And to be fair, they're getting better at that
0: because they're understanding that they need more villains Around in general, did there be a threat? Loki, by virtue of being Loki, was the only one
1: around that kept coming back. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm interested to see
0: what they do next because I don't know what they're going to do next.
2: Yeah, I feel like, like you say, there's there's. It's difficult to go bigger, but at the same time, where else are they going to go? I would be. I'm interested to see them change more stories mm-hmm. because I think, like some of the stories that that were changed were 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 done handled really well. For example, um, the Doctor Strange story changing was really good, mostly because it didn't actually change the story of the film.
1: Yep.
0: It, it was just was like a, it was the, it was first, like, oh, the film I,
2: happened but here's what happened afterwards.
0: Captain. I believe like Captain Carter was just the first Avenger. Um, yeah, it
2: was. It was and it was honestly there was no it was exa- exactly the same story beats and it was there was no real difference. Yeah. Um it's even it's... the post-credit scene. And again, spoilers, mm. the post-credit scene for the whole season is that they find the um I was about to say Romper Stumper then. <laughs> the Hydra Stomper.
0: The Rumpa Stomper.
2: The Rumpa Stomper. That's
0: what we call
1: it down here. <laughs>
2: um, it, and, and there's someone inside it, which is just setting up for, you know, um, Steve Rogers' is The Winter Soldier. Because, Turns out
0: it's Red Skull. Oh, <laughs> um,
2: But yeah, it's just exactly the same story, bees, and I would have liked to have seen it significantly change because it's Peggy. Yeah. Rather than just it's Peggy filling their shoes. Yeah. So I was a little bit disappointed at that. And there were certain instances where the stories benefited from the changes, and there were some where it didn't. Like, realistically, like a, a lot of them ended up taking a left field, like the the one about Thor being an only child took a huge left turn from uh-huh. the film. Um, which, well, I never you know,
0: got to the film basically.
2: Yeah, basically. Um although I'm going to be real, like that was that was 110% played for comedy and I'm here for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: like that was a it was a, it was a little like just a just a little um palate cleanser from oh. the the heaviness of, of <laughs> They're the just Killmonger.
0: It like boy golly, we're going to have to deal with Voltron in a hot second. We should do something about that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, and I, I will say that I loved that version of Loki quite a lot. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was just very <laughs> silly. Like, um,
0: I I want to repeat the joke I made to my housemate. The title of the last episode: "What if the Watcher broke his oath?" We, me, and Ricky just turned to each other, and I was like, "What is it? Tuesday?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. It, that's not a what-if. That's just every other weekend. like
2: <laughs> Yeah, but this is the first time it's happened in the MCU. Well,
0: so. then it shouldn't have been. Because the first time he breaks the oath in the comics is when he fucking talks to Fantastic Four and warns them about Galactus.
2: Yes, but... This and that's a
0: significant. I know it's not the same, but you understand why yeah, that's important. Yeah, I get, I get it. I totally
2: get it. I totally understand what you mean, but this is the first time it's happened in the MCU. So, yeah, they're allowed to be melodramatic bitches about it. Plus, it's Marvel slash Disney. Like, of course, they're melodramatic bitches about it.
0: Also, I want to point out, and this is me putting on my nerd hat right now mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if Comic Book Uatu met uh, Marvel's What If Uatu. Time for was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you had one job, you had a single job, and yet you fucked up this hard. You bring an Avengers team of your own choosing together. You know there was more of us, right? There are other watchers you can talk. <laughs>
2: you I'm you, and come- I know
0: that. <laughs> yeah,
2: you could have just come and talked to us about this. You didn't have to start acting out, like, Chief Louise. <laughs>
0: Um, he doesn't want to deal with the consequences. Like, guys, I fucked up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> My hubris. Um, you yeah. know
0: how we? There's that switch next to the multiverse wall that's like opaque and and not opaque. I don't know. It's you know. Yeah, I had it on the wrong setting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I done. I done goofed, guys. I'm sorry.
0: It's um, fine. Most of the time, people just think I'm a big weird shaped cloud. <laughs>
2: Uh, favorite moment from the last
1: five
0: episodes? Uh, let me see it. Let me look at the last five episodes. Um, probably the whole, the second last episode. What if Ultron won? The whole relationship between Hawkeye and and Black Widow was fantastic. Aww,
2: I was going to say exactly the same thing. <laughs> I loved that. I loved that we got a little bit more of that because, like in the in the in the films, like it's it's established, it's what they do, like, mm-hmm. but we don't really get to see much of it because there's always so much happening.
0: And there's always bigger individuals doing bigger things.
2: Exactly. But here we got just them two, just doing what they do best, which is surviving.
0: And um, and Black Widow gets to be Black Widow.
2: <laughs> yeah. Black Widow gets to be a whole ass character rather Holy than just shit. like... Just they couldn't even around. do that.
0: They couldn't even do that in a feature-length film.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've still not seen it. I've still not seen it.
0: It's not bad.
2: Yeah. Um... But yeah, I I adored that. I also loved, there was a particular moment where they're searching for information and the Watcher is there with them and he's like, it's right there, it's right there. And they're yes. just like, oh, I just got to do this. I just can't do it anymore. Oh my God. No, it's right there. Come on, guys.
0: I did love that moment and, you know, it's great. But also, you have to, if he's just about to just break his oath anyway, he might as well be like, here, here,
2: here. I think, no, here. I think at that point he hadn't, like he was, he was still trying to see if he could not You know what I mean? Like he was still very much. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, no, I just. Beyond that now. (laughs) Yeah, because at that point, um, like Ultron, Ultron is aware of him, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: but Ultron isn't actively attacking him at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's very much a if they can fix this without me intervening, great. But then they couldn't, and he's like, ah, shit. All right, okay, I gotta, I gotta. I gotta Sixers. call
0: in people about an Avengers initiative. Thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um.
0: I also adore how my second favorite moment is anything to do with Doctor Strange.
2: <laughs> valid. Valid. Yeah, he's honestly a, a really, really good uh, concept for that character. Just really well executed. Strange
0: Supreme. Yeah, it was. It was j- Jesus. For for grand expanses of time, it's just like, yeah, no. The only reason you guys are winning is because Strange is standing right there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, which makes me excited to see Multiversal Madness because they've already they've they've played their hand and said, okay, this we've we've now updated the social cultural consciousness as to what Doctor Strange can do if he had no limits. So now we have an entire movie where he is a Sorcerer Supreme going around the multiverse. That's going to be bonkers,
1: Mm -hmm, especially with, mm
0: -hmm. with Disney out the wazoo budget.
2: Yep. I am uh, so fucking excited for that film. Um, I'm actually also for, for once, and this doesn't happen very often for me because I'm just so exhausted. By the constant renewal of the the franchise, excited for a Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. because of that whole concept of him
0: I'm coming saying, in. Two and, Spider-Man movies.
2: Oh yeah, it's Spider Verse two, obviously, <laughs> obviously. But like, like a uh, the the live action one, I'm actually excited for. I'm
0: interested.
2: I haven't seen Far From Home.
1: We should um, watch it at some point.
2: I, yeah, I will yeah. at some point. Um, <laughs> I I I want to watch it before I watch the the new one um yeah, no way home but yeah uh another thing that i wish we'd had more time to kind of
0: which with. again that's something we've said before about the marvel shows it's always like more time give, yeah give your fucking things more time yeah. it's not that hard guys
2: um i would have liked more time to see uh captain carter and Natasha Romanoff,
1: mm-hmm. being
2: friends, because that being and literally like a a couple of minutes in the beginning, and then like a couple of references as they
0: they learn to trust each other. The bit at the beginning, or do you mean the, the 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 Winter Soldier scene, or do you mean when they meet up when, when post the, no,
1: the, Black the, the, meets
2: the, the, the Winter Soldier scene where she jumps out of the plane?
1: Yeah, that's that,
2: a, that's beat for beat from yeah. fucking American. and I and as much as I don't like the fact that they're just kept taking it beat for beat, I did enjoy that. Like it was a cute little thing, and I was mm-hmm. like, like because they would be absolute bros. Like they would totally have such a really good friendship because it's that same kind of no nonsense attitude. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen more of that. So, <laughs> but you know, meh,
1: meh.
0: Eh, Even eh. more strange <laughs> uh, least
2: least favorite moment. least
0: favorite hang on i'm not finished talking about my most favorites because i'm still want to talk about oh, okay. strange a bit more okay, okay, okay. um all the stuff he pulled out of his butt eating an entire blast of energy like oh mm, mine now uh, Just,
2: it's delicious spicy
0: the I I, I give him props. The really, really good scene of dumping a whole bunch of zombies on Ultron. And then uh, I think it was four that said, like, oh, yeah, zombies. Oh, great idea.
2: And he's like, it's not. It wasn't the zombies. zombies. And then you're like, what do you mean? Oh, shit. (laughs) Such a good
0: moment. Don't spoil it completely.
2: Honestly, the delivery of that line props to Benny for that one. Mm-hmm. Because it was very, like, and I will say, oh, like. I
0: think Benedict Cumberbatch is the best out of the bunch in terms of voice acting. Because he's yeah. already done stuff like Smaug. I was, um, yeah, I was
2: going to say, he's had experience at it. Like, he's done Smout. He's done <laughs> the Grinch. Um, he's done... It's all right. I've not seen it. I've not seen it. I can't judge. Um, I've never seen a Grinch movie. Full stop.
0: I know so, what we're doing this Christmas. <laughs> um, um
2: but yeah, uh but he's got more experience than the rest of them at voice yeah, acting, well, so when, yeah. Absolutely.
0: When you're on the floor crawling around and saying, oh, I am fire, oh, I am deaf, you 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 your limits are like whatever. <laughs> yeah, like fuck it, whatever. As long as you don't ask him to pronounce penguin, you're good.
2: <laughs> penguin. Penguin.
0: Penguin. Uh, penguin. Good thing Penguin's a Batman villain Uh, (laughs) And that's another thing I want to say While we're on the topic uh, Of Penguin's (laughs) Batman villains Um, (laughs) Even with Whatever my opinion of uh, What If And all the other stuff I am excited about all these things Um, I think they can only improve Next season I don't know how I'm interested to see how, but I think that like they can take on what they learned from this season and build up on it next season and be like, yeah, okay, here's an idea. Uh, it would be fantastic if Disney got it in their heads, like, Ooh, that, that Star Wars visions did very well. I know we're getting more of that, but also, Hey, Hey, Disney, give us, give us that, but Marvel, give us that, but anything. Can you imagine a a, a Disney Visions? Just, like, not even just manga studios or anime studios. You could do it with anything. You could just be, like, any animation studios out there want to work on something? Like, you know, the highly stylized thing? Because, oh, my God.
2: That would be great. Um, I... I don't know if they would do it for a lot of their the kind of the more Disney side of stuff
1: mm, because yes. I
2: feel like that that stuff My. that they want to keep with specific keep the brand look. yeah. so um,
1: oh, Disney I'm
2: I am <laughs> cautiously optimistic for for the second season just because and I think and I will say like this is this is partly um because they've kind of, they're starting on the back foot when it comes to Marvel animation stuff because honestly DC have been doing this for, for a whole second and they've been doing animated for, Yeah.
0: Disney uh, DC's animation uh, are a lot better than Marvel's but Marvel's live action is a lot better than DC's for the most part uh, yeah. both of them had, have had hits both of them have not had hits uh, that's what I was going to say before Having watched the DC fandom the other day, I still think... And I know it's not a competition, guys. Like, you can be fans of both. Just give us both. the
2: content. Just, Just give, give us all us the, the content, content, please.
0: Exactly. Um But, like, I'm still more excited for what Marvel's putting out, including What If, than I am with what DC is doing. Because DC doesn't know what it's doing. <laughs>
2: well i think in fairness i think a lot of the, the the problem for me with a lot of the fandom stuff was that they've got stuff in the works but they don't have anything to show us yet mm-hmm. and i yeah. was like well yeah. you know like great we know about it but there's bit we still- already
0: knew about it there was nothing that was announced that we didn't already know about and it's like yeah
2: okay so it's difficult because it's like i i wanna i wanna be excited for this stuff but
0: how hard is it to make a title thing? Like, oh, look, this is a thing we're working on. Like, oh, my God.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so it, that would just frustrate. Detective
0: it. Chimp movie? Oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 84 years. Um, Detective Chimp deserves <laughs> his own feature length.
2: <laughs> Justice for Detective Chimp. Um, but, yeah, it, it, that that kind of frustrated me a little bit. Whereas mm. with Marvel we're getting to see more things. Um
0: Oh by the way, people who listen to this podcast, if you think I'm just pulling Detective Chimp out of my butt, no, he's a real DC superhero.
2: Yeah he's a real DC superhero. He dresses
0: up like Sherlock Holmes and he solves crimes.
2: It's a whole last thing. You <laughs> came um, up with
0: Batman
1: many <laughs> times. <laughs>
2: um but yeah uh I don't know what I was gonna say. Yeah, it feels so it feels like Marvel are kind of starting on the back foot in terms of the animation, in terms of like if you yeah, were comparing the two. But I'm optimistic for where they can go because I do feel like they've learned a lot from this. And and to be fair, they probably learned from Disney in general, probably learned a lot from the animated stuff they've put out this year, mm-hmm. including visions. And I will say, guys, go and watch Star Wars Visions. Mm-hmm. Do it, just do it. It's real good. It's real good, so good
1: <laughs> um,
2: we sat we sat and watched it in one sitting, yeah, which was great. it was a great day
0: um, um i I plan on doing that again at some point <laughs> yeah
2: um but yes, uh do that uh but also like if you haven't watched Marvel's what if and you like the d c oh, correction, if you like the m c u um give it a go. Yeah? Give it a go. Like, like, realistically, it's a, it's fun. It's, it's, it's not, fun. It's
0: entertaining. It's, yeah, it's entertaining. It's a good it's, time.
2: You know, like, there will be people who say, oh, it's trash, but there's always going to be people who say that about everything. So, yeah. you know, don't listen to people who review things. Form your own opinions. Wait.
0: Listen to us though.
2: Wait, yeah, listen to us though.
0: <laughs> listen to us though. Uh, like, give us reviews on Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe. I don't know how this works.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh yeah. So we're yeah, that's a good point. Um if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, uh please drop us a review because that feeds us.
0: <laughs> that feeds us I literally.
2: I don't well no, it doesn't even feed us literally. I just mean like we we live for No,
0: know, I digest on the
1: souls of <laughs> the reviews.
2: <laughs> okay, well I found something else about Danny today, so you know, that's that's a thing. Me, me. That's why I'm so skinny. <laughs>
0: People don't review me often.
2: <laughs> okay, I'll bear that in mind. Just I guess. Just going into
0: restaurants and be like, tell me how I look.
2: <laughs> the pandemic's been, it's been a rough time for Dan. I know. It's been a rough oh, time not so being bad. able to go and see people and get reviewed.
0: I've just um, been hiring call girls and being like, out of one out of ten, how many of these does this? <laughs>
2: Guys, guys, uh, the pandemic's taken a toll on Danny in many forms. As Uh, if they
0: didn't know that.
2: The insanity's already set in. Uh, But, yes, if you could review us, that would be great because... uh, I'm also
0: Dungeon Master fatigued right now, so it's not a great time.
2: Oh, yeah, no. In fairness, Danny's just finished a a, a big session of D&D and is just just Hey,
0: Hey, players, if you're listening, this is that time one of you or two of you fell into an acid pit fun times uh, yeah,
2: that's a whole last thing uh <laughs> hubris um but yeah uh i live for validation and if you could tell us that we're great that would really help me out thanks
0: i'm very excited for months from now when uh one of my players listens to this podcast one of them in particular will listen to it pretty soon and be like oh yeah no uh, yeah you mentioned me but the other one It'll take a bit longer, I think, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere, in like maybe March next year, I'll suddenly get a message going like, oh, "I just listened to this episode, and you said about the, the acid bit." Like yeah, that was ages <laughs> ago. I barely remember. <laughs>
2: I love when that happens. Um, yeah, I don't really think there's anything else to say nope. about what if. We're so move
0: on to our ne- new segment.
2: We got a new segment.
0: We got a Woo! new segment. An, an exciting new segment that we asked you to contribute to. <laughs> uh,
2: and we will continue to ask you to contribute yes. to, because this is going to be an ongoing thing. Because What's, this is what's the
0: name fun. of the segment, V? Uh,
2: listener questions answered.
0: Oh my God, revolutionary.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, listeners, we didn't have a name for the segment. No. Danny put me on the spot. <laughs>
0: I did. Look. <laughs>
2: I, I say what I see, all right? It's nothing fancy. We might come up with a fancy name for it in the future. Hey, but that's if you have an idea
0: right. for the name of this segment, <laughs> you can tweet us. Um, what's the name of our Twitter account? Uh, Cannibal
2: Cannon?
0: Cannibal Cannon. That sounds accurate. Yes, Cannibal Cannon.
2: Boom, uh, That's it. Cannon
0: with one N. Cannon with one N. Uh, tw- tweet us um, ideas for names of the segment tweet us questions if you want to add to the list of questions. We have quite a few now and we're just going to keep the pile yeah. and drop on um, it.
1: You can
2: also tweet us cute pictures of dogs, yes. silly pictures of cats, yes. your general opinions on us or anything we talk about. Mm-hmm. Actually, just just tweet us.
0: You can f- f- also go to V's Discord which you can find on, on V's uh, Twitch account, twitch.tv beller. B-E-H-L-R. That's uh, true. And you can ask us questions there, because we have a dedicated Cannibalizing the Canon area that's right true. there. That's true. Like, uh,
2: one day I might make a Cannibalizing the Canon Discord of its very own, but
0: thing.
2: that's a future problem.
0: Uh, and then, also, you can email us at cannibalizingthecanon.com, dot, gmail.com. Can't yeah. Forget that. Cannibalizing
2: the canon at gmail.com. That's cannibalizing with a Z, because reasons. Looks, looks um, canon
0: with one end. Canon <laughs> with one end.
2: All of these links will be available yes. in the usual spot. Yes. Also, whilst yes. we're shilling, we do have merchandise. Uh, we do. And uh, it is available. Again, link for the US store and the EU store available <laughs> where you find the links.
0: Do you really want to be belligerent at your Christmas table and be all like, <laughs> no absolutes? Have I got the shirt for you?
2: How do you? We got the shirt for you. Um, but yes, let's, let's move swiftly on now that we've shielded ourselves sufficiently. Um, although There's we no will come back to more shilling.
0: Well, actually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a t-shirt that just says, well, actually?
0: Uh, maybe. <laughs>
2: uh, actually, I already don't like it.
0: Actually, I already don't like it. I feel like I the wrong like people it. are going to
2: be wearing that shirt. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: uh,
0: Question, question times oh another thing to point out i don't know any of the questions I, at one point i did read them but that was a while ago and i have deleted that information since uh i like the idea that v just throws these at me randomly
1: yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, we will both be answering them but uh I
1: but i like to go in i'm prepared like, yeah
2: um hey siri roll a d13
0: I literally have, wait, no, not a D, 13.
2: <laughs> it's 13. All right. We're, we're going with the last
1: question
0: on the list. Unlucky. Who asked the um, question?
2: Uh, so our sweet friend Daggers asked the question, how do you handle, what? Nothing. <laughs> what? what? <laughs>
0: Nothing.
2: Give me a look. Um, how do you handle balancing a party? If you have a very strong and a much weaker player character, what methods would you use to make encounters a fun experience for both?
0: Mm, okay, so uh, I have an answer for this if you want me to start.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, if you have an answer, I mean, I'm all ears.
0: So how do you balance a party where some of the players are weaker than others? That is inevitable when you're very early on level-wise, because, you know at least one person's probably going to be playing a mage and mages are glass cannons, but they're not even quite cannons yet. They're a little bit babby glass cannons who can't even shoot very hard. They're <laughs> glass
2: pea shooters. They're glass
0: pea shooters. Um, when you say balance and encounter, there is an underlying assumption that we're talking about combat, <laughs> which is valid. Uh, there's not much you can do balancing the encounter for one player over another when it comes to combat. It's not really going to be a situation where you can, you know, by the very nature of the game, you can't make, like, the big uh, ogre decide, I'm not going to attack the puny little man because even though they're right in front of me because that's not balanced. (laughs) Um, But there are ways that you can make it so your party as a whole feels like it's more balanced by just introducing things that make it feel like, Hey, everyone has their purpose. Everyone's good at something. You give your party opportunities to feel like they're important. Cause that's also like, it's part of the, like you give your party opportunities to have fun opportunities to feel like the hero it's the spotlight method that's how you do it it's there are tactics of doing the um the combat in a certain way but it's far easier to just be like figuring out what your players want and what they enjoy doing and then keying into that if you have a player who loves animals but they're playing a barbarian which doesn't really have any animal specific things unless you, you're just animal handling that's the only skill they can have that has any relation to it to it it'd be fun to give them a bag of tricks i totally didn't do that <laughs> this isn't a real life example
2: this sounds <laughs> like a real life example to me
0: no idea what you're talking about <laughs> Mm-mm. no don't ask johnny <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, just the simple like, oh, bag of tricks. pull out one, throw it, animal. Woo, they're all Jeffrey. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey's the one in the bag, you know? <laughs> uh, that's a perfect example. Just... Okay.
2: Uh, I mean, I, yeah, that, basically. Uh, for me, it's, the thing is, for, for me, like, when it comes to, like, fights and stuff, and battle encounters, like, Inherently, some classes are weaker than others. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I play a bard. I am not going to go and use and take the same role as a barbarian. I'm just not. Like, that seems like.
0: Designed to hit things. I am hit. designed
2: to make fun of them and sing. Like, that's, you know, it's <laughs> very loose. kind of. But my purpose on the battlefield is not to do all the damage and take all the damage. My purpose on the battlefield is a support class. Yeah. That is what I am.
0: I and know a lot of all the classes, bards are the most versatile as to what they can be doing, depending on what subclass they're doing. So,
2: Absolutely. What, uh, we are very pro-bards here. I'm what
0: real. one bard could be doing... As a role in the party, it doesn't necessarily translate to what another bard will be doing in another party. Yeah, or even in the same party if there are there's yeah. two bards.
2: Oh my god, party of bards, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that that was a look of no. Um, but yeah, but but most people who are playing specific classes have specific goals for that class. That's why they've picked it.
0: Yeah, so they it's at least because, have a certain idea as to what that class is.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, and honestly, like, even if they don't, even if they're a new player and they're not sure about all the classes, like the DM, in theory, will have gone, okay, what is it that you want to do in the game in general? Like, What are your goals here? And then would have hopefully advised them towards something that is in line with what they want. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be good at battle encounters because not everyone wants to do that.
0: No. Uh, you yeah. know. But some people do enjoy battle encounters.
1: Yeah, oh absolutely. Uh, I'm
0: not saying that, you know. Oh, no, um, for the counterpoint. Um, but that's because there's also always the situation of like um fighter. <laughs> Poor fighter. They uh they're very, very, very good at fighting and not much else. <laughs> for the most part unless yeah. the player uh is putting a lot of work into role playing uh and you know if you're putting enough work into role playing and your dm is open to that then they're like hell yeah that's great work here and it'll be great and things happen and sparks and ooh. yeah um but like there's nothing wrong with the fact that as a fighter your thing in the party is, I can hold back the things from hurting the mages. <laughs> because I can take the hit. Not as good as the barbarian, but also I'm a lot more versatile than the barbarian is. The barbarian's just like, I would like to rage, you know, I would like to hit, and I would like to take a hit. Uh, and the fighter would be like, okay, I'm gonna use my offhand weapon, I'm going to use this bow and arrow from a distance. I'm going to use a battle maneuver because I'm that kind of fighter. I'm an Odris Knight. I'm going to use cast magic while I'm doing this because it's beneficial to my party. It's almost like fighters are strange support classes, but support in the sense of pain.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: I will support my friends by causing suffering to others. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, I mean, you know, we've all had friends like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, You're a friend like that to me. <laughs> <laughs> you would cause suffering to others to support your friends. Um,
2: I don't know how to take this information, so...
0: I'm like, just gonna point at the car park at any time.
2: Okay, I all right. Okay, yeah. No, in my defense, no, I got no defense. Um, yeah, in my defense, I've never been in a fight in my life. <laughs> like, I,
1: I I'm, just,
0: I'm liking this idea that you're the fighter of our party.
2: <laughs> uh, well, okay. So, fun fact. Um, I I played in a group. Where we we played characters based on ourselves,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the DM picked our classes for us based on our personalities and strengths. And for me, he chose fighter mm-hmm. because I aggressively defend people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So this actually is no big fucking surprise to me. Um, <laughs> this is entirely on brand. Fuck. Um, but yeah, I,
0: uh, I, I, I am a big fan. Just to ease off the emotional stress here know, uh, i'm
2: feeling very pressured right now <laughs>
0: um i'm a big fan of the assumptions that players make about the classes uh because that's almost doing half the dungeon master's job for them uh when talking to new players i use lord of the rings as a crux a lot like the original <laughs> D major did, because it's easy because then it's like you want to play uh an archer Keep in mind, it's not like the pointy-eared bastard, it's more like the beardy bastard standing next to him. Um, yeah, <laughs> just much. so we're aware as of what just you're so getting clear. into.
2: Just so we're clear.
0: Yes, you can be the pointy-eared bastard, but you might be happier as a fighter with the pointy-eared bastard. <laughs> um, but when, when I say assumptions made during the classes, it's the stuff like paladins tend to be like the 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 uh, moral compass and the parent of the group more often than not they're like all right okay what's gone wrong now rogues tend to be the trouble children <laughs> <laughs> uh bards also trouble children <laughs> although I did I've had like again bards are versatile you can have all sorts of bards out of all different kinds they're probably most like different varieties I've encountered over the years.
2: I'll be real. Um, most of the bards that I played, and I played probably too many bards at this point. <laughs> um, but most of the bards I played have been very uh, level-headed, uh, supportive family members of the group. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to say the mom of the group, but like very much the, the kind of like, so the bard that I'm playing at the minute is a therapy dog. More often yep. than
0: not, literally. <laughs>
2: um,
0: the thought of yeah. analogy—that's a literal description as to.
2: <laughs> Basically, I mean it's an analogy, but also it, it's a dog bard. So I mean, you know, it's fine. Um, but yeah, like I've—I don't think I've ever played the stereotypical bard. Bard <laughs> who's like obsessed with a particular kind of uh, pursuit. Um, I mean you know, ace, but like, (laughs) I've not done that. I've not gone down that route because I've, I've just because of the the particular kind of characters Mm -hmm. that I've ended up playing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm overdue is what I'm saying Mm -hmm. for a horny bard. Let's go (laughs) next campaign.
0: Oh, Lord. (laughs) Every now and again, I'm going to be like, hey, Have you played the Honey Barn yet? No, okay. No. Have no, to, well, that... I have to uh, not play that, the, my campaign. <laughs> yeah,
2: that, well, that requires me to be in another campaign. And honestly, like, half the time. Like, <laughs> who's got the You've time? You already got a
0: character for that game I planned. It's fine. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a so, bad.
2: you know, that's a whole, well, that's a whole other thing. Oh, I'm sure,
0: like, as soon as Bobo listens to this podcast, there's suddenly going to be plans for a
1: <laughs>
0: game.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Just
0: to facilitate that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. Next question. Because I feel like we answered yeah, that, one. Like we that one. Yeah, I
2: feel like we answered that one. Okay. Hey, Siri, roll
0: a d12. But yeah, that one is easy. I could have done that.
2: All right, you roll a d12 then.
0: I'm going to roll a d12. With these fancy dice.
2: Oh, pretty. One. One Uh, This question is from one of our favorite listeners Sweet Brookie Beans Mm
1: -hmm. Absolute
2: babe Friend of the the podcasters Brookie asks How do I run an encounter Of hundreds of undead Versus the party
0: Funny thing is I've been in this situation (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Both from the Inflictor And (laughs) inflictee Victim and, <laughs> and Tormentor. Um,
1: Literally yeah, Tormentor.
0: It, I, I will be honest. The first time I did it, I did it wrong. Uh, it was in the Nocturne campaign. I unleashed an army of undead, including... Actually, no. It wasn't an army of the undead. It was an army of these creatures called cleavergaunts, which I found online. And they're terrifying. Um, just imagine really tall, lanky, uh, pitch black zombies with with cleavers for hands. And they can attack four times and teleport.
2: No thanks. Are you in the Shin Army of those?
0: Yes. A small army, but an army. Um, but the problem was that What you need to do in that situation when you do have an army, because I was all... Yeah, the cleaver gaunts are terrifying. If uh, you just saw a picture of a cleaver gaunt. Um,
2: These are challenge rating 13, Daniel.
0: I'm aware, but the players are level 14. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, But yeah, I've also been in a game as a player in a house surrounded by literal zombies which done much more effectively, uh, which is you do not focus on the individual creature. That's rule number one, because if you focus on the old individual creatures, you're going to be there all day. You're just going to be like, bop, 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 zombie number A, zombie number B. Even You don't even need to keep track as to which zombies got hit and which doesn't, because that's wasting time. And you, in that situation, the thing as a dungeon master you're trying to do is maintain momentum uh, so I'm not gonna use the cleavergon as an example they survived that's good enough <laughs> but the the me as a player example is perfect um done by a very good dungeon master so yes you you treat the zombies as one big stat block and you denote by the numbers. So let's say you had 250 hit points for this mass blob and you know every five hit points means a zombie's down. Because that's just as good as um, doing them individually, but you do it faster. Uh, you just need to tell the players, another one goes down. Uh, it's even fun to do it like just narratively because at that point, it's less important for you to, to keep track of the individual numbers and more atmospheric to let them know as they fire an arrow, the zombie just falls back and dies. Um, the other thing on the other half of this is that the zombies that are actually at the house surrounding or surrounding your party, you don't need to worry about the ones in the back because the players don't need to worry about. The only thing that they will be doing is moving you just need to focus on unless the players do anything to bring them into the scene you focus on the one surrounding and you talk about like what the zombies are doing how are they getting close what uh, actions are they taking they will all have the only their only um role in the initiative track if you have multiple types of zombies like uh, or whatever monster you're using, you can have them as separate stat blobs, as long as there's loads of them. If there's only like one ogre or something, then great, he's his own thing. You can you can manage him. <laughs> he's not gonna overwhelm you. Uh, but yeah, the, the the quick and easy answer to this is like use use blobs of hit points, and. You can tell by how much the number is down, how much of the zombie horde is left. And I would even be uh, following Grant Howard's advice in Unbound, which is after a certain point when you have very little hit points left in a thing, you mu- and the fight's just like a slap fight at this point, then you're like, no, you have win. But you don't tell them you've made up the last few points. You're just like, nope, you did it. You've made the final blast something exciting happens you've accomplished the goal because then it doesn't feel anticlimactic
2: yeah um i would even go one step further like just in terms of like atmosphere like if so taking the example of like zombies surrounding a house like uh when it comes to like the zombies turn like if somebody's near a window or a door or they're in some way exposed, then they get attacked. Mm -hmm. That's it. But the rest of the zombies don't necessarily need to be immediately like trying to attack because they're just trying to get in to get to them.
0: And by virtue of like seeing, because I'm used to playing in a table, uh, online roll 20 kind of present, but you can also do this on the table. Uh, in some ways, it's easier to do on the table because it's all feet of the mind. Uh, because all of your party are in the same area, be it house or ring or whatever. It's fine to just do the feet of the mind because it's not like your party is going to go anywhere. They're surrounded by zombies.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. and And like... Yeah, if you you could totally like assign like uh, say every five hit points uh, a zombie goes down, but always like if there's still a lot of zombies, be like, oh, you you know the arrow goes straight through the head and they fall backwards, and immediately another two zombies take their place, mm-hmm. like impressing the fact that there's a lot of fucking zombies. Like,
0: and everything I'll say <laughs> is that this might
2: be a situation in which you don't just slaughter everything because there's just too many numbers.
0: Mm-hmm. There's also the factor that as a dungeon master, you can see how many zombies it takes to surround them. You, you can also keep in mind action economy. For those of you who don't know, action economy is literally the amount of attacks a certain side gets during a round. Uh, it tends to be players get more actions than your their opponent. That's how you tip the scales. If your enemy has more actions than you do have more uh, po- um opportunities to attack then it's going to be a bad time because they've less they, they have more chances to actually hate you and the more chances they have of hitting you the more chances they have of downing you and then it's like oh god play that's when players start going down uh so that's an important thing to keep in mind um Zombie surface area. <laughs> they can only surround the players from a certain amount. So you know exactly how many zombies can attack at a certain number of time. You can decide without telling anyone which players get attacked and how often. If the barbarian can take it, he might get bit a bit more.
2: <laughs> um. Also, bear in mind, like... For that specifically, yeah. If the barbarian is a big beefy bean, then they might be a more obvious target anyway because
0: if the players more visible, yeah, and if the players are getting cocky and think, "Oh, we got this," they're not even hurting us. That's when you get the zombies to attack the mage, and then it's like, "Oh no, oh no,
2: <laughs> oh no!" Our clerics down. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's a I think that's a, a good good steady answer. Um, I hope that you, answers anyway. <laughs> do you want Do you want one last question?
0: Sure, one last question, and then we'll wrap it uh, up.
2: Roll me Roll me that D twelve again. Let's do it. I rolled
1: it, I rolled it too hard.
2: You <laughs> rolled too hard. The dice everywhere. Oh god! Headphones off. Oh, a oh drama!
1: Yeah, the zombies came for you. Do I even have a D twelve? <laughs>
2: You had one a minute ago. I did, but
1: it
2: went... Oh, no. Mistakes, mistakes have been made. No, it's only over there. Oh, my oh god, no. It's the only one that got
1: away.
2: What did it roll? Seven. Seven? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It is Brookie Beans again. Brookie <laughs> sent us a lot of questions, so I'm not going to lie. And I'm very grateful for Brookie. Um how can I spice up combat description instead of that does X amount of bludgeoning damage?
0: I do this a lot. Uh, This is my bread and butter when it comes to combat. (laughs) Uh, I promise next episode I'll let B answer first some
1: questions.
2: (laughs) Honestly, no, I'm happy with you answering this one because I'm not... I will... Like, this is one of my weaknesses is combat and combat description in particular. Like, I'm just not good at describing combat.
0: So... I have a very, very visual mind. So it comes easy to me to make shit up. <laughs> uh, what I tend to do is I have it. It's playing out in my head like it, it's a movie. So when my party are fighting an encounter, a lot of dungeon masters will do the thing of like, okay, so there's a, um, let's say, wear rats in front of you uh rolled a hit you roll that much you hit your sword sings and it hits it next turn who is and then it keeps doing that over and over again which you know that's combat (laughs) what i do if i have the energy for it and i don't always have the energy for it and friends dungeon mastering is tiring and it's okay to be tired sometimes absolutely It's important to reserve your energy for uh, the other parts of the game (laughs) sometimes, I think. Anyway, um, but in the combat, when you do have the energy for it, then you can do stuff like, okay, so I know what this character can do. Uh, Let's use one of my characters, for example. Uh, Ranger, the Warforged. He is a warforged designed by a druid to go research nature and write down as much as he can. And he's a ranger, and he has a pet hyena called Happy. Uh,
2: I love this guy.
0: Ranger is an archer. Uh, he up uh, yeah shock her. <laughs> but if I was a describe if I was DMing Ranger, then if he did something like casting a ranger spell, for example, uh, the binding vine bind, bind spell, which name who's just escapes me I would then describe it as you shoot your arrow and it thrusts into the flesh of the beast opposite you um roll the save as you watch and I don't say if it succeeds or not especially this works especially well in a in person situation because there's a lot more like emphasis around what you say specifically um but yeah you don't say if the save made it or not what you do say is you watch as vines start sprouting out of the arrow tip and start wrapping slowly around the monster uh as it wraps more and more the zombie the, 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 the i almost said zombie the, the monster tightens but suddenly it flinches and rips off all of the vines and roars in your face and then the players know enough from that time they like oh shit it didn't work And they know it narratively. They don't know it mechanically. Yeah. And that's a big part of what makes combat exciting. Because then it's like, it's not just, oh, the number wasn't high enough. It's, oh, no, I tried to hit that zombie. And it didn't hurt it as much as I expected it to. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Or I'm fighting a very big wolf. And it's just not doing anything. I don't think this is a wolf guys. <laughs> when it comes to like the nitty-gritty like if you like, spells are easy, spells are just like you fire out free sparks of golden energy that fly across the air and each individual spark and explode on co- combat contact with you with the goblins. Cuz the spells come with their own description, you can visualize what they do. When it comes to swordplay, you may ask Or any weapon, for that matter. It's just like, how do you make the sword exciting? Like, well, have you seen any action movie ever? (laughs) Uh, Have you ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Have you ever seen um, uh, The Princess Bride? Or any movie where swords are clashed? Or anything like that? Those are the things that I would use. And it's even basic level stuff. Even just cartoons will give you enough information. To be like yeah. Hell yeah. Action. Um, like I'll give an example of what happened today. Because it's fresh in my mind. Uh, one of the players is a rune knight fighter. Uh, he jumped over a banister. He immediately activated his giant feature. And grew twice as high. All of this Very easy to describe because it comes with the features. But then it's the next bit where he swings his sword, which is flaming. uh, (laughs) And he swings it specifically on the gargoyle's back near its shoulder, making a crack uh, and and delving in, uh, which makes the gargoyle, because then as a DM, you can describe how the gargoyle reacts. Like it stumbles forward, turns around and just snarls in the in Ivar's face it's you know building blocks it's all these different parts that work together uh, you can do like lots of neat tricks like for example if you fire an arrow and, and uh, miss you don't have to just say you miss you could say the arrow flies through the air and bounces off of the enemy's armor or it sticks in the armor but doesn't leave a wound or anything like that uh, if your sword misses it doesn't have to mean like oh he missed. it's just I you swing your sword uh, but unfortunately the beast grabs it in midair holds it for a moment before you're able to rend it free you yeah. see Mercer do this stuff all the time
2: <laughs> yeah um like it's 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 less about like if somebody says uh I rolled like a I rolled a 17 and you know that the AC is like an 18, you don't have to say that misses or that just misses. You can say like you, you swing your ax and manage to, to catch the edge of the armor. But uh, just at the last minute, like they bring up their shield to just push it off. Hmm. It doesn't quite find purchase like that to me as a player i'm like doesn't quite find purchase hmm that means we must be close mhm so <laughs> that's going to make me kind of double down on that so it's it's all about kind of like
0: yeah i do that a lot uh, the, the longer the longer you're hanging out or playing with your dungeon master the more you'll key into the specific phrases they'll say when they're like you hit but you don't <laughs> you like your sword finds its mark true but doesn't Damage the opponent's like either it means your sword ain't working or you you were very close to their at. Her AC. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, it's 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 the it's the old adage of, of show don't tell.
1: Mm-hmm. Basically,
2: it's showing through your description rather than saying oh that hits roll damage like and even if they hit you can say like you you know you swing your your sword um, and it just catches them. Like underneath the, the edge of the armor, armor in the ribs, roll damage. Yep. Rather than just saying that hits, and there's
0: a lot of fun that can be had from the specific context of the combat encounter itself, uh, because you know, depending on what you're fighting, can change the descriptors of the battlefield. If you're fighting a gelatinous cube, that's an entirely different situation than if you're just fighting goblins.
1: Blah 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 blah.
0: A lot of gelatinous, because gelatinous cubes are huge. It's it's not as simple as I'm. You swing your sword. Uh, it's unlikely you're going to miss. However, it's a gelatinous cube. You swing your sword, and your blade sinks into the gelatinous cube slowly, like jello. <laughs> and you watch as it slowly either sinks it in and drags you in, like oh no, <laughs> and you immediately go back, or um, it pushes you out, and your arm racked as it, it's, it's swung back stuff like that
2: um i would like to say for the benefit of those who don't get to watch this uh danny fully acted that out and it was amazing
0: it's that's another tip i will give when doing combat if you can act out what your monsters are doing or even what your players are doing to describe to them what cinematically is happening right now that Meets them halfway in terms of their imagination. Like, holy shit, that just happened because they don't see you doing that; they see, uh, their character doing that or the monster doing that.
2: Plus, again, it's showing them. Yep. So, like, literally this just- <laughs> literally, like, like, never underestimate, never underestimate the power of literal visuals. Like, yes, description, great, love it, here for it, but actually, like. Taking the time to get out of your head and go, you know what, let's show them what is physically happening right now. And and moving your body with that kind of impresses on them exactly what is what is going on in that moment. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those we are answers. It. We uh,
2: answered some questions.
0: Again, if you have more questions, you can email us at cannibalizing the canon, tweet us at cannibalcanon uh and and uh join these discord uh which is you can find on twitch.tv slash beller and 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 ask us questions on the dedicated channel there
2: yeah please like please ask us questions we love answering them like i i love that that you know people can can ask us these these questions that like especially people who are just starting out as DMs, there is no, like, the DMs guide doesn't kind of help you with stuff like this. Yeah, it's, the best it... way of
0: learning D&D is playing.
1: <laughs>
2: yes. yes, 100%, but there are certain things that you're going to want to improve on that, that there is no textbook for.
1: Yeah.
0: And
2: if we can help you with that experience, then absolutely we will do that.
0: And also I want to point out, everything I just described is it works for me if it doesn't work for you that doesn't mean what you're doing is wrong or what i'm doing is wrong it that's how dungeon mastering works
2: that's true so what you're saying is listen to us and ask us questions but also don't listen to us and don't ask us questions
0: no definitely ask us questions (laughs) listening is optional (laughs) yeah
2: yeah but also please listen because we like it when people listen to the podcast yeah Validation, uh, yeah. please and thank you.
0: You know, otherwise I'll, I'll starve, as we've already established.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Whilst we're out here chilling, uh, if you go to twitch.tv slash thruster on a Wednesday, a Friday, and a Sunday, you will get to watch Danny play video games, do art, Talk about D D and generally just have a grand old time.
0: This is when I spite you and never just stream. Like ah, ha, ha, ha. you'll never catch me.
2: Ha, ha, ha. Um <laughs> Alternatively, you can check him out on Twitter at Glave Thruster. Uh, all links will be provided. Where make it sound right.
0: Is. They're gonna walk into a room and I'm just in the corner going like, ah
2: Is that not how it works?
0: Yeah, I mean it's Twitter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um and as you said, I am also available on Twitch, twitchtv uh, twitch.tv.fellr, V-E-H-L-R. I'm also on Twitter, same name. I occasionally tweet things. I've done a little bit more this week, but that's just because I've been promoting myself a little bit more, because, you know, why not? Always be chilling. Um, and, of course, shout out to David.
0: Yeah, shout out to David. We can't forget that. He's been, like, peripherally shouted out. So we might as well say it out loud.
2: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, no, no, we did, no, we did say it earlier. Yeah. I think. But uh yeah, always, always shout to David. Um, thank you to everyone who has sent us questions so far. Uh we appreciate them all and we are going to get to them all. So if your question hasn't been answered today, do not fret. You are on the list. Mm-hmm. Have a list, guys. It's very well organized. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that's it. I think that's us done. Hell oh,
0: yeah! For, we'll catch you next week.
2: Next week. Oh, next week.
0: Next week.
2: Next week's a very exciting episode for Ooh. us friends. It's a very exciting episode. It is the episode closest to. You won't spoil
0: it, but it's kind of obvious. <laughs>
2: closest to a particular um, festive time of year.
0: No, it's um, Christmas.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's the episode closest to Christmas.
0: Thanksgiving. That holiday we all celebrate and know all about.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Turkeys absolutely. are involved. Absolutely. I totally
2: understand Thanksgiving. That's definitely a thing that we're not
0: careful. They're gonna make us make a Thanksgiving
2: episode. Oh, no, no, okay, no. If they want a Thanksgiving episode, they can come and do it themselves. And I specifically mean Jaden Bex. <laughs>
0: I, I really, I really want to do a Thanksgiving episode where I don't look up anything about Thanksgiving and just try my best to, like, from American <laughs> media, just to say, like, this is Thanksgiving. There is a giant turkey. <laughs>
2: my experience of American Thanksgiving, uh, I have had a Thanksgiving dinner and it I've was never
0: had a Thanksgiving goddamn dinner.
2: delicious. Oh, uh, yeah? Shout out to Ashton because uh, Ashton and Harry fairness um who put on an amazing thanksgiving dinner uh a couple of years back oh god several more than more than a couple now several years back um that was honestly one of the most amazing dinners the stuffing was wild boy howdy it was delicious um but other than that my only my only kind of understanding of of thanksgiving is from having watched adam's family
0: Ham's family is probably not the best source. <laughs> I know, sure. right?
2: I know, right? Um, but yeah, so next next episode is going to be a, a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. Are you looking forward to it? Yes. Cool. Thank, th- thanks for that. I I appreciate you backing me up on this. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we will catch you next time, friends.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: Um, I have been, and we're doing this out of order, and oh, I feel very are. uncomfortable oh, about this. Jesus. But I've committed to it now. I have been V slash Vela slash Rin slash... Oh, God, what is happening?
1: And
0: I have been Danny slash clave slash... Ooh, frostner. I don't
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you now have to do that all the time. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>